0: Welcome (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Chocolate with the Side of Medicine. I am one of your lovely hosts, Amy Joe MD, and I have with us the lovely Dr. Nono. Hey. Dr. Chris. Hey, guys. And Dr. Sunshine. What up, dude? So, listen, y'all, I heard y'all really liked the relationship episode. We appreciate it. Thanks for all the love. Um, I'm glad that you know we were entertaining. I think that's just because people are nosy. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But... People be wanting to know. They, they just they know.
1: I feel like they just want to know what's in our heads, like just our thoughts, just in right. general. What's swirling
0: in your head? Y'all do not yeah. want to know all of our thoughts though, because I mean, although hilarious, I don't, you know don't want really
1: to know. I can I can picture them being like, mm, I'm gonna wait for Amy Jo to talk. I wonder how she feel about this. Mm, <laughs> mm, what Dr. Chris got to say. Mm. yeah oh no no chimed in what you got to say i I, yeah. I i i'm sure that that's it i'm positive that's it
0: yeah and there was one here what you got to say dr sunshine right like, no in fact yeah, yes. the, feedback,
1: the feedback i've gotten is that they love the fact that y'all out here like shutting me down like <laughs> That is, not right. that is not the case. Well, what America she lives in, she is living in a fairy tale land. That is not the case. Thank you Amy Joe for keeping it real. Oh <laughs> no. Oh, do not
0: be like that. Yeah. Don't be like they, that. They was
1: like, we don't know what world she living in. That ain't like the rest of us. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag struggle bus. Hashtag. <laughs>
0: oh. like, they trying I'm to kill like, your optimism. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh. like, yo, man. Listen. Leave Dr. Sunshine. That's why she's called Dr. Sunshine. That's why. <laughs> Especially That's when why. Amy Joe was like, Are you done? <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> Are you done?
2: <laughs> Are you done? are you finished or are you done oh my god
0: i'ma disagree with all of that
2: oh it was good that oh, no. like the single perspective and the newly engaged perspective. So i'm sure people appreciate that aspect of it
1: yes even the difference in dating perspectives you know dating online offline and in between so i think it was very valuable for somebody i guess and for me i guess for comedic value i guess whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever i'm just i'm just here living in a fairy tale land that no one agrees
0: with that's fine no funny. we it's do okay. agree with. we just we just wish we had we wish we had your optimism um <laughs> i, I was do. i literally was reading something <laughs> and the other day and it was like i don't know if it was church i can't remember where I, what i was listening to or reading and they were like um oh it was church i was i was watching it online like you know how they do like the you know singles group you know like you know all the stuff in um they were like enjoy being single like in you know rule number one enjoy single life and i was thinking to myself the only person i know that has been pure in her enjoyment of single life would be dr sunshine like through (laughs) from start to finish at every point she was like it's good it's all love like i'm here the world is beautiful i'm gonna do it and i'm like i wonder i was literally listening to that, listening to that service and i was like i wonder how she did that because i do not have i cannot say i had a full appreciation of single life but then her single life lasts for like five minutes, literally. I mean, it's <laughs> so like, one thing no, you could be happy and single for five minutes, but when it's for five years, you know what? They're like, well, damn, God. <laughs> 12 years a slave, son, awesome. <laughs> oh, 12 years oh, a slave. My, I finally made it, it out.
1: <laughs> but, Dr. Mm. Chris, there are wonderful things about being single. Like, you can do whatever you want whenever you feel like it. Everything you touch is in the same place when you come back to it. You don't have to worry about somebody else's wants or compromising or any of that. You just do whatever you want, whenever you want, and it's dope. Like, that's the cool part about being single. Like, I don't got to, like, I'm not, you don't have to ask someone like, oh, are, are you okay if I order Chinese? Like, no, order your Chinese. It's just you. You get your Chinese. Like, you do what you want. You don't have to. Do this. I
0: mean, that's true, uh, but I think the other issue with me is I kind of feel like I probably would have still done the same thing if I wasn't single. <laughs> so that's probably uh... part of the reason why I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Dr. Sunshine, there was one person uh... who listened because he always listens, which is why I love him. <laughs> mm. He was like, he was all on your side. He was like, just because Dr. Sunshine doesn't seem to express any disappointment it doesn't mean that she always had positive outcomes on every place every time she dated and i was like that is true that's fair so you know he was like y'all making it sound like dr sunshine has never had any (laughs) bad dating experiences she has it's just that she wasn't you know she just may not have been expressing it in a way that was negative so he Mm -hmm. he was definitely you know on it i can also agree with sunshine. i appreciate that okay so there it was so he was he was all he was on your side like y'all get off dr sunshine you know she she has some some bad dating experiences too
1: i've had some i have had some crazy I've had some some crazy ones too. What's a, we we out. bear
0: witness. We we've been present for some of them. So I, I guess technically yeah. I must you know take back some of what I said last episode because I was there for some of her not so you know great. But she takes it like a champ though. She'd be like, "Oh, that sucks." All right, peace and love. Let's do it. One <laughs> Sunday. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Like she definitely and, it, does. and it's done for her. It's, it's a. I mean, I am impressed. I'm impressed at her uh ability to be like, I'm gonna refocus and nothing beats a refocus and a good brunch. And being in Chicago, we brunched a lot. Yes, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out, yeah. shout out to 80 Proof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to 80 Proof. Where was that place we went to? Yeah. Oh God. Oh my goodness. And we end up going to the arcade place afterwards. Uh oh. Ooh it was like bottomless mimosas and we literally um yes we literally stumbled out of there and ended up going to the arcade spot they were kind of in the same place those both of those places were amazing i don't i don't know if dr chris went was I there (laughs) i'm just trying to remember was I there (laughs) dr chris might not have went but we we literally like we sat there for hours drinking bottomless mimosas the food was delicious but we, we sat there and and then had the nerve to stumble out of there and walk to the arcade spot. Man. Only to do it all over again. The, <laughs> wait, the night the whole wait. day is a blur. When I got home wait, it was nighttime. I wait, why wasn't oh. I there? Was that working? I don't know if I was, I was working. Yeah. You know, residency, I I residency
1: getting in the way of your social life. I know. Becoming <laughs> right. a we, doctor, getting in the way. Have a, I mean, I don't have the trending topics at all, but I kind of wanted to make a plug. So um, a lot of people don't know this, but there's actually something going on and it's getting worse. And it's basically involving like lower income moms who like can't afford diapers for their babies because diapers actually aren't covered by WIC. They're not covered by any government assistance. And there's moms that have to figure out like, what are we going to do about this diaper situation? Some of them are reusing clothes or using trash bags and stuff like that. So either way, if there's a website called helpingmamas.org. And basically it's a website, so helping, spelled like helping, M-A-M-A-S.org. And it's a website um, that I came across, also courtesy of one of my other podcasts I listen to, which is very pro-women. And they were kind of talking about the political landscape and how there might be more lower income moms who maybe can't have resources or access to abortions and things. And either way, long story short, it's already been a problem. It's likely going to get worse, but either way, helpingmamas.org basically, um, You can donate. Diapers is the main thing they need, but you can actually donate any products whatsoever. So diapers, baby wipes, um, anything to basically help out lower income moms who can't afford things. So it's a pretty dope website. So
0: quick plug. That's all. Helping mamas. I love it.
2: That's yeah, really up cool. and up. I'll, post, I'll post it on the web, uh our website after we're done. With mm-hmm. it. It's based,
1: it's based, it's based in the Metro Atlanta area, but then they've grown so much that now that they're nationwide. So then now they're sending it to mamas, like all across the nation, but it started off based in Atlanta. Uh, oh, nice. so.
0: That is nice. And you know, mm-hmm. it's funny. You mm-hmm. mentioned that. I never even thought about that. That's so true. It's not covered on the wick. Like I just never, mm-hmm. I just thought about it's that. Covered under
2: WIC, that'd be, that's the essential how much is diaper
0: service that's what i that's what i always wonder how much is diaper service when you do like cloth diapers i don't know Mm -hmm. i can remember my i can remember my i can remember my mother talking about diaper services that they use like her or like people that she knew around the time when they were having children i I don't i know it's much much more expensive than that but um i always remembered that and always thought about diaper service um you know as an option because I just remember them talking about it, and I'm like, diaper service. You would think, you would hope that it would be cheaper than um, actual, you know, disposable, you know, diapers. Because you know, they used yeah. to have they have service where they're like, come pick them up, launder them, they'll give you a fresh, you know, pair. And I'm like, hmm,
1: mm-hmm. you oh, know what? They- really cool. You know, one thing that's crazy that they mentioned when I was listening to it on the podcast, they were talking about how um, because one of the women on the podcast, she has like two children under the age of two and she lives in the Atlanta metro area. She like works with this cause. And she was saying that there's in a lot of daycares when you go drop off your kid at daycare, if your kid isn't potty trained, you have to supply the daycare with the diapers. And if you don't have the money for the diapers, then they're not going to take your kid. So now you're paying for the childcare, you're paying for the diapers and it's like barrier after barrier just for this mom who might be a single mom, low income, just for her to do these things so she can go to work. So it's just, it's levels, yeah. it's layers, it's what? stuff. I've
2: never heard of that. Oh my God. I kind of assumed that, that they would do that. You're in the city. I've never heard of like They wouldn't supply diapers for you. Like, they care as well if you think diapers. about it.
0: If you think about it, that's a cost. What if your, what's your baby stay pooping all the time? right daycares never supply diapers because then they're on the hook having to have diapers for all different ages and all this stuff like daycares never supply diapers Mm -hmm. what you got Mm -hmm. you got an infant you got a you got how many pounds is this kiddo like like am i on the hook for keeping diapers for all pounds all ages like have you ever bought diapers like they vary and they're very expensive diapers diapers been expensive before inflation so oh, yeah. you, nobody yeah. was, you always had to bring your own diapers um, to daycare, which is why parents are always like, we about to get this little tater tot potty trained, effective. I just, mm-hmm. I just thought with like, the
2: prices I've seen for daycares here in the city are approaching like rent prices and mm-hmm. rent is going up like exponentially. So I thought at least in that cost that you're paying for your kid to go to the spot, you, they would at least supply some form of like diapers for you, but I guess that's Mm-mm. not true. And
0: and, and daycare has been rent-priced f- for a long time.
1: Yeah, they have.
0: Yeah, yeah but up. as I, but
1: but like Amy Joe was saying, like as we're going even deeper through this pandemic, and there's becoming this huge divide between the upper and the lower class. The lower class keeps trying to pinch pennies and pinch pennies, but mm-hmm. you know you have to think about what you're pinching. Are we choosing between like? Shopping at the grocery store and getting the baby diapers, like, because then you start to have to choose between things, and then it, you know, it's rough. Shit's rough. I yeah. thought so I wanted to plug that. Y'all can use that as a trending if you want to. I know I wasn't doing the trending, but
0: I wanted to throw that out there. Helping mamas. It's okay. It's I was, or... I'm I'm the one who's doing the trending, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just put myself out there. It's, it's a good it. trending. It is. It so, is. The, you know, you're yeah. absolutely right. It's really good. So all of the uh um you know people that's something to consider, man. It might be time to pull back. If you haven't pulled back yet, you know, might be that time. Uh, pull back? You mean pull out? Was that what you what you Pull back? You Whoa. Well, you know, oh, that's as that's we talk about bad. diapers, you know, I can't tell y'all to pull out or not. Have y'all you know pull do whatever back. you want to do. It's too late um, now. Right. It's <laughs> it's too late. Too no, late. Pull, pull out down game like weeks ago. <laughs> I thought she misspoke. I thought no. she misspoke. It's, oh, okay.
2: no, get I don't, I don't I know, know if that was going to be directly oh or not, God. but
0: you know, uh, <laughs> she's like, you mean pull out? Like, do you not know what pull out is? Um, you know,
2: that's, We'll talk oh, about that offline. Nice. You know. Five episodes on that topic, so we'll promote we'll those at some point. So Don't I worry want to about make sure me
1: understanding. I was understanding. Um, I was understanding no. Amy jo, that's all.
0: I meant pull back from an economy standpoint. Like it may be time oh, yeah. if you think about, you know, if the you had you had just said you know the poor as the poor are you know crunching mm-hmm. you know their numbers. Yeah, I recognize it came right before the diaper. so we could have been talking about the pullout game or we could have been talking about scaling back <laughs> but in this case I was scaling back you know saying you know it might be time to reel some of that spending in so um yeah, yeah. it is I, I definitely uh, you know, took it uh, the other way i know i know cuz <laughs> well in this podcast i imagine that you would um <laughs> well the funny thing is Everybody that pregnant. you mentioned that what what i chose for the trending topic um, was basically about the abortion rights. Like, so we know that there was that um, political um, news report that that um, said the opinion. Are you, are that you talking about the link? Are you talking When they were talking about how the judges linked out the the opinion, mm-hmm. saying that they're gonna overturn yeah. Roe versus Wade, and mm-hmm. now it's like a big uproar, right? Because we're like, okay, and we'll... what's happening? And yes, and so now. Um, I saw this article that states were thinking about how they were thinking about like access, because if they do that, right, then it's kind of like, we're not going to really have access to probably legal abortions. And really, who does it affect? People in low income areas and people, the poor people, right? The red states, all of that. So what they were trying to do is, because they already said that there are not that many physicians that do abortions, like legal abortions. So like, they were saying how they were going to try to um probably do more access in certain places, like allow nurse practitioners or PAs to do it. So more people can
1: wait have access to do it. yes. Wait, 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 wait. So they're gonna you try. You can't say that you can't say that doctors can't do it, but then MPs and PAs can do it. That doesn't make any sense. Do you mean that in other states where they're still doing medical abortions, that yes. they're trying to expand yes, it to mean. mid-levels in yes. those
0: particular states? Yes, they're trying to expand access. So, but they would have to change the laws mm. to do that to allow the nurses and the PAs to kind of do that, and and they're doing this without oversight. Wait, wait, the, wait, and that's right, and that's the whole. I'm still, even,
1: I'm, I'm still not even following. So, you're saying that the states that are still performing the abortions are are there? They're basically assuming that there's going to be an influx of people from other states coming there, and they now don't have enough people staff to do it. Is that
0: what you're saying? they they're saying so, right. that there already aren't that many people. That so, what they're saying is that there aren't. We have a under we are doing, we are understaffed or, or under, and providers or, that can or, provide or, yeah, right that could provide that. But the thing is, a lot of people are doing the medical abortions. They're just really just taking the pills. They're not necessarily going in and having the procedures done because when they decide to do the abortions, they're doing it much earlier, right? But they're saying that if we trying to get more access, allowing the PAs and nurse practitioners to do that. So they right. would just
2: prescribing the abortion pills. They wouldn't be actually doing it. like, so what if someone comes in in like a second trimester abortion? Where? They, you know, they're not, not qualified. They don't have the training to exactly. do that. Like, exactly, that's the... Like exactly. that is something that a specially trained OB-GYN would have to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if, yeah. you know, if, you're, if the issue was access, then allowing those providers who have those privileges in order to, you know, set them up for success so they're able to do that. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of independent
0: mm-hmm.
2: non oversight that's been going on with within you know the PA and NPs and they have they have a very they have a very uh, what's the word um, they have a very set uh, um, scope. medical knowledge. scope knowledge yeah so they have their own type of scope and it does not it does not line up with what medical doctors are trained to go through because as you guys have already heard from us like we went through. Four years, you know, a couple years undergrad, four years med school, there are three years of residency. And then, you know, other specialists past that, they may choose to use a fellowship, which may be three to five years, depending on what you're doing. And they have been doing this for over a decade before they're actually in independent practice. A lot of NPs and PAs, they rotate through uh, different types of medical specialties, but that length of training may only take about a year. If, if most. And then, you know, they have a lot of these regulations that say they can go out and do independent practicing, but that's kind of where things get a little, get a little uh, iffy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if the NPs and PAs, you know, if they're offering to provide this service, I would just say that they need to do it with the oversight of, of physicians who have been doing this for a long time and are very comfortable with their craft. But sending a newly graduated NP or PA out into the woods to prescribe all these abortion pills and to set people up for these uh, clinics when they don't have that experience to do so, you know, that's, that's where things get, can get a little hairy. Well, your, so that-
0: your, your MPs and your PAs can prescribe abortion pills now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not what we're talking about. Like MPs and PAs working in, in ob clinics. Yeah, MPs and PAs work in neurology, cardiology, and all these things. I think you're talking about advanced abortions. Pres- yes. like surgically yes. surgical abortions i don't yes. think they're saying oh an a P is going to come out of training and go right into a surgical abortion but essentially what dr chris is getting at is that you already had a shortage of providers that right. were eligible to do advanced stage abortions mm-hmm. and now with the, um, the eventual overturn of Roe versus Wade, you're going to have an influx of other States coming to States where they are still, you know, where those States are still protecting abortion rights. And if I Mm -hmm. was already short with just managing my own state, if I, now I'm going to pick up 10 countings, 10 counties from another state, I am even more short. And what they're going to do is what we've we've been, the the practice, what we've been doing in healthcare for a long time is saying, well, any event that I have a shortage, let me fill it in with mid-level providers. And so Mm -hmm. that's always been a thing um, for lots of of different care. And so they're going to try to fill it, you know, with that. Now, the question will be, do mid-level providers want to perform surgical abortions? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. In defense of your statement, Dr. Nono, there are other providers that could also bridge that gap. So the family medicine, for instance, Mm -hmm. that, you know, is trained in some level of OB, they deliver babies. And then they also do some follow up care to abortions. Could you train family medicine physicians that wanted to do surgical abortions? You could. But you also then have got to convince family medicine physicians to come out of their practices, go back into doing that training and come back. Right. And so if it is it is if it is not of benefit, then I don't know that you get this, you know, huge influx. Because even in our training in our hospital where we did abortions, there wasn't a huge interest in being trained in doing abortions like I did family planning clinic. And I love family planning clinic, but I wasn't interested in necessarily the abortions. I wanted the aftercare of abortions. I wanted to talk about, you know, birth control. I wanted to talk about, you know, sexual health. And Mm -hmm. now as I've moved into community medicine, I like those things. But I also want to talk about fertility and family planning and future offsprings and, you know, preserving your fertility. But you know, even in that whole thing, abortions was not necessarily like a personal preference. And I feel like in the all the years we were in residency, I know one, and that was the, one of our attendings that was really invested in, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of care. So part of it is part of it is interest. So even in states mm-hmm. where, even in liberal states, if that's what you're going to call them, even in states where they're very invested in protecting abortion. Uh, rights, you don't have a lot of providers that are really interested in doing abortions. Um, that's so true and I was also reading this other article that were kind of showing like in the New York Times it was kind of like the morning after like what happens if they reverse it, like actually reverse it, what happens? And they were basically oh. saying like in the, in the red states a lot of times people are not getting as much of them just because like the access is harder and they just don't tend to get the abortions in those red states as much because of the access and all of that. So there, there's not so many, but then, but more people are doing the medical abortions. Right. And then they're also, they're also saying that there's these, even these online, there's this one Dutch company that does it online. Like you can talk to a provider online and they can send you medications to do the the medical abortion and, you know, a safe way. So people still have access to it. So Mm. they were kind of saying in the article, like, that it is gonna change some but maybe not not as much as we think in a sense. Yeah, but some states are also trying to stop that. So some states are trying to trying to find ways to prevent you from like ordering yeah. Mr. Prostol um right. and, and getting that delivered. And so yeah, they're also you can, trying to figure out
2: if you're within the state where you know that's outlaw, they can find the IP address and shut them down immediately. Like that's like the click of a button. So that that could be shut down overnight.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're trying I don't know that they're trying to do it like they're just trying to make it legal that they're just trying to make it legal to physically ship it across mm-hmm. state lines like into the state. Now I don't know how you know if states will be able to do that, but you know, there's lots of ways to have an abortion. Um and right, right. I think, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be complicated. But Roe versus it Wade is. will be overturned. That's but Chris,
1: I get I get what you're saying and I get the 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 core of what the article is saying, because there's a lot of major cities that are kind of on the board, even Chicago, Mm -hmm. people can drive from Chicago, people can come from Indiana quick, just get to Chicago. There's people working Mm -hmm. in Chicago who live in Indiana. Right. So if Indiana is one of those states, and let's say there's someone needs an abortion, they'll just drive up to Chicago. But then now all these Chicago OBs are like, whoa. There's right. a lot of people. Right. <laughs>
0: right. Right. So what are we gonna and do with Indiana, that, right? Chicago has been a it's always been a service, you know, not this isn't Indiana, because that's a that's a pretty common commute. It's when all of a sudden you're getting Tennessee mm-hmm. um residents, um Arkansas, and everybody all of a sudden is driving to Chicago in addition to Indiana. You know, Michigan can be yeah. on a borderline too, so all of a sudden Blue you know. Michigan you know all of a sudden the Michigan residents are coming down and so there was an there was something there was another article that kind of laid out it may have been in your article Dr. Chris that kind of said where will these states fall and they had it like you know had a nice diagram on mm-hmm. Who would immediately ban, you know, all. And there were like two states that had like super strict. Like there were at least two states that said that even in the case of rape, incest, or risk of death to the to the mother, could you not get an abortion? There were two states like that. Uh, all the other ones, most of them Southern, uh, were mm-hmm. like you know, yes, 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 except for if there was risk to, you know, the mother or if there was, you know, if you could not, you know, find a heartbeat. So they were kind of doing it like that, too. So if a heartbeat could not be established and you could, but, you know, we're about to knock out the whole Southeast is, you know, out. So all those people have got to come somewhere. Right. And so going up is going to be easier than driving through, you know, like if you live in, I don't know, Florida, Hmm. Hmm. You're not driving through. You're not going west to get your abortion, right? Right. You You I gotta mean, go north until it was, you hit the spot that you can get it,
2: like I'm DC or New York, probably or Mass. Well, Boston's a little bit further east, but that's yeah. a long drive. That's a long drive. That's a Listen, long drive. Got people, that time. people are driven for it further. Like, I mean, you do what you gotta do, and unfortunately that's going to be some people's new reality if they actually have end up overturning this so uh, with yeah, the gas I mean. prices mhm so they're going to yeah. find
0: other ways they're going to be like
1: we just talking about how expensive there. these flights and and gas is we we're like well, they're going to get all
0: the way to boston what mm-hmm. <laughs> no nah, they're not going to mm-hmm. get that far they no, gonna they're going to find some place gonna...
1: yeah they'll find somewhere <laughs> and people are they'll people stop.
0: are doing stuff like well if they don't want to get pregnant they used to condoms and all this kind of stuff and uh i think it i think that's tone deaf because it doesn't speak to the complexities of birth control, especially when you, for 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 women, mm-hmm. the only birth control that works the best are are gonna be larks, right? Where it's in completely in your control and nobody manipulates it, and so your your larks um, are gonna be your IUDs or like your Nexplanons, right? And those are cool because you put them in and nobody's dictating it. Right. So mm-hmm. nobody can confiscate your, your birth control pills or nobody can keep you out all night. So you can't get back to them or nobody can stick a hole in your condom or, or refuse to wear them. So mm-hmm. um, when you talk to women, um, especially um, poor women, women of color and they are just like, Hey, I, please give me something. I don't want to get pregnant, but I can't use some, some other method. And you're like, when you talk about, well, why not condoms? Almost all of them will kind of talk about like, well, he doesn't always like to use them Mm -hmm. or you get things. He doesn't like to use Mm -hmm. them or I don't want to offer that because I don't want him to think I'm cheating. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, it just doesn't happen with any level of consistency so condoms are hard negotiating to it because it requires two people to agree at the same time in the moment. And Gosh. even people who agree to using condoms don't always agree to it at the same time in every single moment. So they're not, they're not useful. Mm-hmm. So the only, the only method is going to guarantee that you not get pregnant and there's still a 1% chance that well 0.1% chance that you might would be, iud's and explanons if it's not that then you you might you at risk yeah but then you
1: also have to you also are looking at it from the standpoint mind you i completely agree with everything you said but this is also assuming that the woman tolerates these hormones well. right, right. because there are some women who cannot tolerate an explanon mm-hmm. you put that next on in she'd be back two weeks later like
0: take, take it, it out, out. Like, right like yeah. Bleeding. Yeah
1: yeah yeah so you're assuming that like she's gonna be on birth control and she can tolerate you know she can remember to take this pill or remember to make that appointment for her depo shot or you know two people agreeing about a condom and can tolerate an iud even placing it you got people going under anesthesia to put in an iud like it's not like Mm -hmm. it's wild
0: but then my my thought is my thought process my process my thought process is too well okay so they reverse void um Roe versus weight, right? So then what happens? Are are we going to also have our birth control rights also challenged and we won't have access to birth control? So what happens next? We just got access to birth control.
1: I know, it's with not the, that long ago. So
0: just so we're clear, right? Access to yeah. birth control is not is not is. old. Only not. with Medicare expansion that you get that you get equal access to birth control. So if your state picked up medicare expansion that's obamacare for folks that don't know um in that came the deal that if you were going to take medicare expansion that you also had to offer birth control at no cost to women up until that point which was not that long ago it was a pay-to-play kind of thing right everybody did not have access and some people had to pay for it which was why places like Planned Parenthood and all those places, which have become, you know, a really crappy target for like just these places where you get abortions. But most Planned Parenthood clinics are not just abortion places, right? Mm-hmm. People were getting their birth control. They were getting their pap smears. They were getting that stuff at, at discounted costs because your routine maintenance for pap smears was not always covered depending on what insurance you had. And you could not always get
2: your birth control. So yep. 'Cause the abortion services offered by Planned Parenthood, that wasn't even it was something like single digit percentage of their operating budget. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't even the humongous part of their budget anyway. It was it was all the preventative um uh well women's care stuff that they offered. The parties focused on, you know, that one aspect, like, oh my god, they offer just abortions. We gotta shut them all of them down because they're doing this disservice when in fact, they're doing an, an amazing service for people that aren't able to access, you know, a doctor or get into a clinic to get that stuff done anyway. So it, it's it's really a sad, sad deal with what they did, the Planned Parenthood.
0: But Dr. Sunshine, you are right, because people don't tolerate um, the hormones well. Some people bleed no, like nobody's business, right? They have a yeah. period that goes on. Forever, they got to. They're like, yo, you got to take this out. Same mm-hmm. with IUDs. Um, everybody mm-hmm. can't have birth control. So if you have got a history of migraines, mm-hmm. hypertension, uh, blood clots, um, bleeding disorders, yeah. anything like that, then you can't take combination birth control pills. Maybe you can take progesterone only pills, but you you know that's a, maybe maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. So those people can't have it. So you know this idea that women are on the hook for making sure every anticipated outcome will not be met with regret is really unrealistic mm-hmm. yeah. and unfair. Um Remember,
1: remember back when I was telling y'all about that patient of mine who was trying to stock up on plan B when she went to the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, I hear her rumors that this is going to happen. She yes. is somewhere in the Bay Probably like, see, I told you, I knew it was coming. I knew. <laughs> as soon as that leak, as soon as that leak happened, I legit thought about my patient. That was like, well, how many Plan Bs can I get? Like, I kind of need to stock up because I heard rumors that like, I'm like, who, whose rumors are these?
0: That's what? true. We got it. We have it recorded. So sorry, girl. I hope you stocked up. Um- yeah. <sighs> Cause it's, it's insane now. And it I do insane. think the, I think plan B, I think is what you're getting at Dr. Chris about mm-hmm. the one that they really want to kind of take off the market because, and they've always thought about plan B, right? Plan B has always been called like the abortion pill, and it's not an abortion. pill, yes. But they plan B sometimes gets roped into being the abortion pill and they're playing on it because on progesterone only pills, you technically ovulate. And so they've tried to then kind of backdoor that concept to say, well, if you ovulate, on progesterone-only pills, which is what Plan B is—a big gigantic dose of progesterone—then you technically are trying to make somebody abort. But if you are pregnant, Plan B, Megan, what talking about you, boo? Because you about mm-hmm. to just be pregnant out here in these streets, okay? So uh, <laughs> if if you are if you get pregnant and you take a Plan B, you're already going to be pregnant.
2: Mm-hmm. I was watching one of these press conferences and this. Um... Oh, my God. I got to go back and look. I saved it. But this one of this uh, congressman was trying to talk over an OB-GYN who was trying to explain the whole process of conception and, you know, birth pretty much. So, you know, trying to explain the whole process. And the congressman was just so freaking rude, kept cutting her off and wouldn't let her finish her, her, her story, which pretty much refuted everything that he had just said, but he would not let her finish. And I was just watching this and getting so heated for her, but she kept her composure. I literally probably would have been standing up there yelling at this man. And as people know me, I'm, I'm very cool and collected. But if you make me flip a shit, then we're going to we're going to have some words about it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was just the most infuriating thing to see where politics meets medicine and it just doesn't it doesn't no one gets each other. And that's where these policies, that's the policies come from. You know, so well, it's because they don't care about science, they don't, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they, they, they practice the arguments, they haven't
0: practiced mm-hmm. discussion about the data. They've mm-hmm. practiced yeah. this is the what they're doing, is what they've practiced, right? They're in there with their aides and their, their speech writers and everything, and they've practiced when to interject. All right, here's going to be a good point, and you say it just like this. And so, their political talking points right now are not people passionately arguing what they know they are arguing for rise this is this is going to invigorate my my followers like my base this is going to this is going Mm -hmm. to you know energize my base i need to say it like this and this structure and this is gonna get it and so i think when people figure out that they're being played on both sides right like Mm -hmm. i if if people could only figure out you're being played like they literally are giving you talking points then they would at least pull out and try to find like the data but it feels good right and everybody on all sides feels good with just listening to their talking heads yell a point and then the church shouts amen but that's not science no I'm
1: going to lighten the mood for a second. I'm probably going to cut this out, so it don't matter. Did y'all listen to Kendrick Lamar's album?
0: No. I haven't seen no, her no, the whole no, thing yet. Not the, not I'm sure. not, not oh
1: the whole thing yet. Lord Jesus, talk about a dissertation and a goddamn rap album. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I need to listen to it's it. A,
1: it's a lot. And to be honest with you, Amy Joe, if you didn't finish it anytime soon, I don't blame you. It's actually a lot of content, and it's very heavy, and it's very deep. Um, it touches on a lot of things that I feel like people don't, I mean, people knock Kendrick anyway. They kind of talk about the fact that his music isn't, um, radio friendly and it's not upbeat and happy music. And I understand why people feel that way, but this is literally like a dissertation from his perspective as someone who was very anti-therapy, went to therapy, figured out all the things that were wrong about his life and is trying to cope with it. So it tackles all the things like being black in America, generational trauma, uh, watching his mom be abused, like all these things that he was kind of covering up with toxic masculinity. And even the song that he talked about his father, you know, the usual perspective is like, oh, I didn't have a father. I didn't know any better. But his perspective was like, no, I had a father. And he taught me horrible traits and horrible habits that I then did to these women. And then now I need to work through my my trauma my family's trauma lots of stuff it's very deep um if y'all give it a listen let me know how you feel one thing I will say I kind of felt like he kind of structured the album so that every other track is kind of radio friendly <laughs> so like but but Kendrick is weird like that like you'll hear the beat like you'll just hear the beat itself and you'll be like oh this beat fire and then he goes, start talking to you about being black in America and generational trauma and the fact that we all need therapy. And I'm like, oh my god, this is not the groove, man. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so much. I'm like, man, this beat was so fire. I thought you were just gonna talk about like, hey, it's summertime picnics. Um, I never knew Kendrick black, to do
2: stuff like black that. Love. Nah.
1: Um, fire up the grill, my brother. Like you know, just I thought he was just gonna give me like Mm-mm. fun, lighthearted. No, not like,
0: more.
1: Here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing, y'all. I'm not going to lie. Being black is rough. It's fine. But black people have fun too. Like we, we laugh, we kick it. We have a good time. We have family reunions. We be vibing. But like, it's none of that. (laughs) 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 It's not a lot. It's none of that. Like black boy joy, black girl magic. Ah, we tweet together. ah, ah. Ain't
2: none of that. uh, No, no, thank you. I mean, I'll go back and forth between the DNA album and To Kill a Butterfly. And then I'll, I'll interject parts of his new album as I listen to those. A I'm bit- just,
1: listen, trust me, take your time. It's not the type that, because usually I listen to new albums while I'm running, when I'm working out. And I'm just like, man, this is like a, this is bringing me down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no shade to Kendrick, no shade to Kendrick. Cause you know, this is his art. I kind of felt the same way about Adele. Like Adele's album was really a diary of just her feelings from her divorce. Like it was literally uh-huh. like, this is her heart on music and that's what kendrick did this is what he's feeling
0: but she was just like but can you put some like butterflies and roses in it though but thanks
1: but here's the thing (laughs) when you give me a okay listen if you give me an album with 15 tracks like i don't need 15 tracks of like
0: being black in america is so hard like i get
1: it being black in america is hard but 15 tracks worth like
0: that's a little much you know we
1: get it, but I, but he, but I think, yeah. but he's also a father. He's also a father now, so he talks a lot about him struggling as a father, trying to be a good husband while having trauma to deal with. And... I didn't even
0: know he was married. When I saw, he's the, married, when I saw the, he's married,
1: cover. He has kids. He reflects on his daughter and stuff that might happen to her in today's America. So it's very, oh. yeah. He's I married his
2: whole life to get this thing out, so it's probably just. Combination mm-hmm. of everything he wanted to get out at now, all at once. So
1: he talked about writer's block and he's like, I haven't had a project in one of his songs. He talks about he's like, I haven't had a project because I had writer's block because I just don't know how to put all this into words because life sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, bro. <laughs> We've been living it too, bro. So
2: <laughs> oh, I know, I guess we're kind of hitting a lot of heavy things in this episode. So sorry to hit you with another one. Um, but you know, this is just from. You know, me being at work and I've noticed over the past couple of months, we've had a lot of people coming in um, with like brand new cancer diagnoses. So I just want to like take, you know, a couple minutes just to kind of talk about what to expect. You know, when you come into the hospital, um, if you're coming in for something completely unrelated, um, the ER will scan your body and they find like something that looks like cancer. There's a couple of steps that we go through to diagnose it and then get you set up for the proper treatment plan. And then usually when we discharge you, you guys will follow with one of these lovely ladies here who will continue to kind of consult with your oncologist and your cancer team um, and, you know, kind of follow you as you go along with your treatment. So just kind of want to little give a little segment about that. OK, so kind of I'll play it as a story. So, you know, I'm a patient. I'm coming to the hospital. I have like, uh, you know, it's really nagging type of uh, belly pain. Um, since we're on the topic of OB stuff, we'll kind of go down there. So come in, I've been like, you know, had some like really bad pelvic pain for, you know, quite a while. You know, it's been just kind of nagging me, been doing stuff over the counter, hasn't been helping. So I come in and I talk to the ER doc and it's like, Oh, you know, that's concerning. Let's do a CT scan. They won't always do that, but you know, when they do, they'll, they'll scan you. And it looks like that you have a couple masses on your, on your, um, your uterus, so, you know, that's concerning. So more likely than not, you will get admitted. So I'll come down and see you and I'll talk to you. And based on whatever organ system is uh, is um, afflicting you, you know, that's where it can will we'll, uh, direct our assessment. So if you're coming up with pelvic pain and you have masses on your uterus, then I'm likely going to ask you questions more about well, how your menstrual cycle has been. Have you been bleeding more heavy than usual? Are you passing clots? How old are you? Um, Cause if you have abnormal uterine bleeding after a certain age, then that usually raises our red flags that this could potentially be more cancerous in nature. And that's where we got to do our workup. Um, but you know, the, again, the organ system that you come in with. So if you're having belly pain and they, you know, you've been having dark stools for a while, but you're not on any sort of blood thinner, they do a CAT scan and they find a, a mass somewhere in your colon then, you know, our suspicion goes up that this is possibly colon cancer. And we'll ask more questions like, have you been losing weight? Do you have any family history of colon cancer? Um, Are you having any other symptoms, like any nausea, vomiting? And then for people that come in with like, you know, just diffuse belly pain everywhere and you do a CAT scan, you see what we call metastatic lesions. So that's cancer that has spread to multiple parts within your body. Um, We're going to ask questions more about So you're like, why are you asking me questions on if I have headaches or why am I dizzy? Why do I feel nauseous or vomit in the morning? Because that will actually clue me in to see if you have um, cancer lesions in your brain and we might need to do a CAT scan for that as well. So all these questions are very targeted and that's how we kind of get you along the lines of getting the best sampling for a biopsy. And also when we get the biopsy, we send that for pathology. You usually don't have to stay in the hospital for that. If you're feeling better, once we do our initial workup, we usually send you home and then we will call you with the results. So if you went into the hospital, you had a whole hospitalization for something that is potentially cancer and we send you home and you do not hear a call within a week, then something is up. So Usually no news. this is not the case where no news is good news. So you should always be hearing something. If we took something out of your body and sent it for a uh, pathology. Uh, so that's to test what type of cancer it is, or if it even is cancer. And that's how we're going to guide our treatment. If you don't hear anything, then don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and then, you know, kind of gets the deal of like what's going on with your results. Um, Cause I've, I've seen, I've, I've actually inherited people, like when I was working um, at my residency, who, you know, gone for weeks without hearing anything about pathology results. And, you know, things do get lost in the system. So, you know, once we kind of, I you know, get this new patient, they're like, yeah, I got this uh, biopsy taken out of my lung a couple of weeks ago, but I don't know what the results were. I just thought you guys would call me back with the results. And I'm like, we definitely should have, but let me go look at your record. And sure enough, know stage three lung adenocarcinoma and we're like we need you to go see med onc right now so um that's definitely a case where you need to reach out um if you do not hear anything i say a week um and to get your results uh, for that so i'm gonna stop right there did you guys have anything to say like um if someone something i usually see new cancer patients when they come into the hospital but it definitely happens on the clinic side as well um
1: it happens all the time, but yeah. I think it especially happens, to be honest with you, since I've been a doctor, I felt like it happened a lot in Chicago, but I feel like it happens a lot in Chicago because Chicago has so many different hospitals and they get admitted all over the place. Like sometimes it's the county or advocate or here or there. And then by the time they come in my clinic, they're like, doc, I went to the hospital. All this stuff happens. Usually they show up with no papers,
0: mm, no nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: They told me they were in the hospital somewhere else where I don't have the records. Once I actually get from them what happened in the hospital, I'm like, so what the biopsy show? They're like, Doc, I don't know. That's why I'm here. I'm like, I don't have it. <laughs> what do you? I don't have it. Like, you just told me you went to rush. Like, I I I don't have it. He's like, no one called me. So that's why I'm here. Like, I want to know. I'm like, I want to know the answer too. So, but I think, but but, you know, but that, you know, a lot of times patients don't really know the ins and outs of the fact that our health systems are not all linked. Like I don't have your hospital information. I don't have the results of your biopsy. So yeah, it happened a lot to me. It hasn't happened too much since I've been in California because they're trying to get better with like Mm -hmm. the healthcare systems and, you know, but Chicago is in particular is a city with a lot of hospitals. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a ton of them.
2: Mm-hmm. It's nice you that the majority of them do have Epic, so I can use the Epic Care Everywhere, which I swear mm-hmm. to God, County needs to get on that because I usually get a lot of people from County, and when you try and do the Care Everywhere refresh, County just pops up blank. And I'm like, aren't all your doctors at County? Why can't I see them in our system? Every other hospital now has that, but since County is still on a different EMR, this is just me ranting. I'm sorry. You, viewers, you probably don't even care. But this is where, <laughs> this is where our, our health system, so electronic health medical records, they're not the same for every hospital. But what's nice here is that if your hospital system does have Epic, then you can actually link all of the other hospitals in the area that have Epic. And I don't have to go through medical records to get your records if you're there for like an emergency or for a different hospitalization. Some other systems, like the VA has their own completely different health system. You mm-hmm. guys are actually getting Cerner. Um, but, uh, you know, county has Cerner, but there are a couple other other hospitals just in the area where we can't see everything. So if you feel, you know, upset that we're asking all these questions, you're like, oh, just go look in the chart. I'm like, sir, we don't have your chart. Your hospital doesn't use the system. So that's why I'm asking you. So don't- But
1: I also but I also think that even as you start to see a lot of different types of patients, like talking about this entire situation, it puts a lot of onus on the patient. Like the patient needs to make sure that they get their results from wherever they were. Right. And there's some patients that are really responsible and they'll follow up on it. They'll follow up on it like three times a day because they're anxious and they're nervous and like, what are my results? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you have the other patient, which is very much like, and it's not always because they don't care. Sometimes they're just busy or overwhelmed or dealing with abuse or trauma and stuff like you know patients who have a lot going on mm-hmm. they can just they can just forget about it because they're like oh nobody called me so it must be fine yeah
0: so you sure. know I think
1: there's different types of patients and they're kind of hoping that someone will call them and someone will reach out and sometimes mm-hmm. they don't it doesn't happen
0: yeah and yeah. it's really hard to navigate the hospital system because it's it's complicated even for like us sometimes it's hard you mm-hmm. know trying to get a hold of someone who has the right information or knowing where to send the patient or where to go. Right. So it's, it's very difficult, but I have to say working where I am now, it is nice that our systems are linked so I can see the results of major systems, and I could also see VA notes too, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. so
2: yeah. it's actually
0: pretty cool that I can see all those things so then like when they come in and I'm like oh this was off like oh I don't know what happened oh well this many years ago you had this exam and it this, this, that. <laughs> you're like oh I didn't know you saw that like yeah it's right here <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah. it's great it's great that um, I have access to that but I mean yeah. I think the hard thing is getting a cancer diagnosis it's just tough regardless right Mm -hmm. and I will not stress even like the importance of really going and getting your annuals and getting the proper screening because a lot Mm -hmm. of times we can pick things up earlier than later and a lot of times Mm -hmm. when you go in and you're seeing Dr. No-No more 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 than likely your case is more advanced whereas if you went to us and you saw us early on maybe we could have caught it right because I recently had a patient, never got to actually do an annual on her. Every time she would come in, she came in for a problem. So I addressed the problem. Mm. And then she came with some abdominal pain and it just wasn't going away. And And then she ended up, it was like about a month, ended up going to the hospital because I told her, if things don't get better, you go to the hospital. She went to the hospital, got scanned, found out she had liver metastasis. So she had a cancer and it went into the liver. Come to find out, Mm -hmm. by the time they found out what it was, what the primary was, which was colon cancer, Mm -hmm. it was really advanced. Mm -hmm. And she didn't last very long. And the problem is, it's like I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, she had gone in there, and I had a chance to really go and ask her family history and all these things. I might have been able to possibly catch it, but not necessarily, because really, she wasn't in the age for screening. But sometimes we miss things, but then maybe something could have been done. Yeah. Yes. Which brings up a point that I have to argue with my, my patients about all the time, a problem visit and a physical are very different. Mm -hmm. We ask different questions. We're after different things. And when you come in and you say, I'm here for a physical, and then you it with, well, actually I've been having headaches and I got this pain and all this kind of stuff. I don't understand why you can do both is that it takes some time, right? Like you, you find out stuff in a, in a physical exam because you're asking more questions. There's more curiosity. Well, what about this family history? Whoa, wait a minute. What you mean your grandfather died of a heart attack? Well, how old was he? Um, well, well, who else? Yes. Was there anyone else? You find like all this, this information, right? Oh, the, actually I did have an uncle actually that, you know, what not, I think about it. My grandmother, this one time was telling about my uncle that died of colon cancer at, at 40. And you're like,
2: okay. Yeah. Right.
0: What is <laughs> right. that? But if I, if, if you only show up for a problem visit, Right? You only call me when something is wrong. And whenever you've got a physical exam, you come in and you'd be like, well, yeah, I know this my physical exam, but actually, I wanna talk about XYZ. Then we never get to get back to it. And no, we cannot do it at the same time because they take too
2: much time the, individually. So, and then that's also to say, I, I also got a guy in the ER who hasn't seen a doctor in about 50 years. Of course, he also came in with cancer. Um, just because you are not feeling great, you know, that does not like Dr. Chris just said, that does not preclude you from going to see your doctor for your annual visit in your preventative workup. Because a lot of these cancers that I'm I'm seeing now in our ER and on our hospital floor, these are we have we have screening tests for these types of cancers. But you won't know that you won't get the screening if you don't go in to see your PCB to get it. So, yeah, at the end of the day, that's that's what I want to stress is that primary care is important for a reason and we do these preventative tests to prevent you from coming into the hospital with metastatic cancer and your only option after that would be palliative chemo. Like we do, we do not want that to happen. So it goes on and my second palliative note. Palliative chemo
0: y'all is just meaning right. We've come to the end. We cannot cure your cancer but we're going to do this chemotherapy to kind of slow it down as much as we can. It's like putting out roadblocks to prevent a car from speeding down a street too fast so like that some- is yeah that is what palliative um chemo is and before you you, you talked about the screenings listen y'all we can I, I think there's this myth that if you just saw me and ran me through a scanner right like like we're like you're like you know uh, some kind of product or something that we just kind of run through and, you know, kind of, okay, scan this tag and let's see, right? People, you'd be surprised to me, but keep people come in and say, you know, I've had family members die of cancer and I don't want to die of cancer. So go ahead and scan me. See what I got. We don't have that. <laughs> that is not how it works. Look, we can screen you for, we can early screen you for five cancers. One of them being controversial. That's going to be breast Cervical, lung, colon, plus or minus prostate, depending on who you're asking. That's it, y'all. No more, no less. We cannot catch another single cancer early. Everything else we catch, we will catch it because we got suspicious on something you said or a symptom that you're having or just like something is not adding up. And then we're going to. Yeah. To, or this
1: blood work. This blood work came back wonky. Yeah. And I'm like, what's with those LFTs?
0: Yes. What's
1: happening here?
0: <laughs> That's it. So let's, let's get you an ultrasound. What's you, happening here? Yeah. You can at least get sc- screened for the few that we can catch. Because those yeah. we can catch early and we can do things about there just isn't a reason to be surprised by colon cancer in somebody older than 50 because yeah. we should have gotten you a colonoscopy or a Cologuard or a fit test or something to help us figure out what the next step means to be.
1: I've noticed a lot of patients that I've had when they talk to me about this whole scan, everything like Amy was talking about, So apparently they do do that in other countries. In other countries, it can be very easy to get imaging, Canada being one of them. Will you have to wait for it for a while? Probably. But they'll get it and it's not going to cost anything. My patients, because I was in the Bay and the Bay is not that far from Canada, a lot of them go up to Vancouver, get all this stuff done and then come back. And I'm like, what is that about? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I got a CT scan of my head, my chest, this, this. I'm like, so why are we exposing you to all this radiation for what, though? Like, what's happening here? They're like, nah, you know, you could just get it and you could just see, you know, just in case something's happening. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. What?
1: And then and then the crazy what? thing is,
0: how often do you have to do this? Like, because anything could I pop don't... up at any time. So you're going to well, get scanned one day. <laughs> you have to get scanned every year. Yeah. And it's like, really?
2: And who's and taking on that
0: much radiation, right? A right. CT scan, a CT scan yeah. is like an X ray on steroids. So the amount of radiation you will be taking in every year to check for just and in then case, you go, and then you go get cancer from the radiation.
2: <laughs> Rude, right? Rude <laughs> as hell. So uh, when they when yeah, you it's wild. Everything. I I just assume that. So we don't have that technology yet. Like there's like a when you just said like they would just go up to get a whole body scan i was either thinking like a pet scan or there was like a a version in star trek where they put you on like this table and they were just like do the stand- <laughs> yeah
0: that's I what they're thinking up. of they're thinking of like all of the sci-fi alien movies where you like sit a <laughs> <the> little thing like cancer detected yeah. right yes cancer <laughs> detected in your pancreas you'd be like what and they would like we shoot a laser it, beam y'all. and
2: kill it on the spot. I'm like, we don't have that yet, y'all. We
0: got no couple don't million Don't shoot no laser no. beams in my system, okay? Like, no, thank you. What did no, you pass you. through before you got to the one you wanted? Um, right. But so yeah, that's, that's, what, that's. I think what like. that's what people think. But We don't no, have we it. We don't, don't, don't have, it. have that yet. Yeah, people. So, people yeah. think definitely like, oh well, I, I'm worried about this, so just, just, just order the skin, and it's just like, no, it doesn't doesn't
2: work that way. Because who's and gonna pay for it?
0: That, <laughs> and it's not necessary.
2: <laughs> no, and on top of that, the scan may also miss it. Mm-hmm. So that's I was kind of getting into the second point. Like we need, depending on what you're coming in for, we need to select the proper diagnostic test in order to diagnose it and get sampling. So for instance, exen- for instance, if you came in with like a mass on your CT, you know, somewhere in the colon, you know, it looks like colon cancer, then we wouldn't do another scan to figure out, you know, pinpoint exactly where it is. We would need to go in there with a scope. So um, we would call our lovely GI doctors who would get you ready for a colonoscopy. Uh, and they would use the camera that would go up your bottom. It would find the, the little uh, mass in your, your uh, colon. It would take samples of it. And then we would send that off and test it and then go back and then define the, uh, decide which surgery you're going to get. Um, if there's any surgical intervention for it, and then, you know, the radiation and chemotherapy will decide, be decided upon by your oncologist who would also be on the same team. So, you know, those different techniques for getting the sample are different for every organ system. So also, for instance, if you came in for colon cancer and we also found spots on your liver, it may actually be easier to go in and take the sampling from your liver than it would to be going in through your um, through your colon to get the sample of the mass that way because your liver is actually just right there. And it's a less invasive test to get the samples from your liver than it would be going in through your through your colon. So just uh, as more exhibit A's, B's, and C's, there's depending on what you're coming in for, we need to select the proper diagnostic test. And then that will further guide what treatment we will put you on once you leave the hospital. And that's that's all I have for that.
1: That was cute, short and sweet.
0: <laughs> I like
2: it.
1: And y'all, stop going on WebMD, which keeps telling y'all that y'all have cancer. So
0: stop it. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And no, I, I love was on the internet, internet and it suggested in. that I had cancer, so I just need right. to. Yeah, sure. I was on the internet and they. Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to do this, doc, but I looked on Google and it told me I had this and that, and I'm like. Thank you for telling me, you know, you're not supposed to do this, but you already did. And here we are.
2: They already know. You
0: give a whole speech on why the likelihood of that being a thing is not and they'd be like, I understand. Can you check anyway? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I, used to be, <laughs> I used to be offended be like, I can't believe they're not listening to me. But I'm like, you know what? Here's sure. only disclaimer. I am not responsible for any bill you get when, when right. your insurance company says we cannot justify these tests, but if you want them, Go ahead. i do it. Then too. let's do it. i do it too. Yeah. If you want it, sure. One question this
1: week. Um, before I get to the question this week, there is a comment on here. And it said, yo, I hear that doctor from South Carolina always talking about sneakers. Tell her. <laughs> I said, what's up? I like that, <laughs> from an anonymous source. Oh, so no, some, no. So, somebody, some somebody out there feeling Amy Joe's sneaker game. You know, them sneaks, them sneaks. Mm. <laughs> that does not warrant. I have a you don't uh, want to give a response.
0: <laughs> thank you, kind listener, for appreciating the sneaker game in me. If you want to supply more sneakers.
1: <laughs> first of all we've already had multiple segments on this show about us calling you out about your habit so i don't know if anybody needs to be supplying you with
0: additional sneakers
1: i i don't i don't i
0: don't think that should be the
1: case but who am i who am i i think
0: you know? i think if someone can supply for you it's all good okay i'm for it mine, let, me not, let me not let me
1: not block let me not block her blessings let me not block her blessings. right let listen, no, listen, the I'll listener do with that
0: <laughs> if you would like to buy me more jordans. I am here for you to do that for me. <laughs> oh,
2: <Lord. laughs> there it is. We're
1: going to leave that there. I appreciate it though. Leave that there. <laughs> the question that we have for today, um which can probably double as like our chocolate kiss in in a way kind of sort of. So the question is, what activities do each of you ladies do to better your mental health and to stay more zen? Oh. What do you do that brings you joy? What do you do that helps your mental health? What do you do that keeps you even? Hmm. Now, questions for each of us. The, I mean, the listeners can't see. They got the little,
2: I know, the little, talking. little yoga, know, the nam- little man. yoga.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all rolling namaste. <laughs> no, I got the yoga, I fall asleep. I, I tried.
2: It. Bring
1: the hands. Bring the hands to heart. Hands to heart. Right. <laughs>
0: What do I do? Oh, that's a good question. So I feel my tension and my stress. I start to I will start to get neck pain and shoulder pain when it's like, you know, really, you know, really, stra- really hectic. And so massages are my thing. And I'm not talking about, oh, I'm in here. Please turn on the aroma. And ru-. no, I want deep tissue. I want get the knots out. I want all this kind of stuff. I want them 60, 90 minutes and up. And <laughs> it is, it is great. So that is, you know, one thing that I will
2: do. Uh, I mean, I, I do exercise regularly, but I think if I'm having a more stressful day, I like to have more activity. So I'll, you know, go on a bike, bike ride, or um, I got into powerlifting. So, you know, I have to do a couple sessions with my um, trainer. So lift heavy shit and then feel good about myself and then go home
1: is your is your is your, your trainer is not your sister
2: no she's not
1: oh my, no no my
2: god we, we would kill each other at the end of our session so probably. <laughs> <laughs> um and then
1: you're, you're supposed to be at her beast yes
2: yeah but you know she yeah it's i she's she's there for moral support she can't be my coach because we would literally hurt each other so we're, we're fine <laughs> We're fine admiring each other from a distance, so we'll go deeply Leave it as that.
1: I've gotten into the habit. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I think it might be bad. So maybe I shouldn't say it. No, 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 no. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Um, I feel like as I've been practicing longer and, like, finishing residency and being my own doctor, I feel like when I'm really stressed, I actually feel the best when I, like, treat myself to something. Like... And I'm like, yo, it's been a crazy week. I deserve. Yeah. <laughs> I my, I Treat yourself. Myself.
0: Yes. Literally,
1: like literally. And I've been, and I felt like that's kind of how I got through COVID. And it's not always unhealthy things. It's kind of just like something where I'm like, I deserve this. Like I deserve an outing that is dope. Let's find something to do. Why? Because we deserve not putting anything on the calendar just going to do it. And it could be, it could literally be anything. It could, it could be something small too. It could be like, you know what? We're going to go to Jenny's ice cream. Jenny's ice cream Mm. is nowhere near us in long beach. We're going to drive in to like Santa Monica and go get some Jenny's ice cream. Why? Because I deserve like, because the week was crazy or like, you know what? There's a really nice restaurant that opened up down the street. We're both free. Let's go check out this nice restaurant because we deserve and order, a bottle of wine. Why? Because like, but I, I think it's just little things. I have to kind of reward myself for really stressful things because that's kind of what helps me to keep doing them.
0: <laughs> mm. So, but it's weird though, because maybe I can't say TV because even when I'm not stressed, stressed, it doesn't matter, I'm still watching TV. So maybe that's <laughs> not a good one. <clears throat> but I do shop when I'm a little more stressed and I'm like, I want to buy more clothes to just have it sit in my closet. Um, and... <laughs> And sometimes, yeah, yeah. but then if i have like a stressful week or something i'll go and i'll just go go eat by myself i don't even need nobody
2: because i'm good but the stuff you buy is super cute like, like all the stuff in so we got tags on it it's cute yeah, yeah sometimes, she stuff for days. sometimes
0: i discover stuff i'm like oh snap i bought this I know. <laughs> <laughs> like oh oh yeah. there you are <laughs> this is great it is like I, I surprised
2: myself. I'm
0: like, oh, this is great. I got something new. Yeah. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh,
2: my God. There you hilarious. go. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, my goodness.
1: On that note, no, no. Can you tell the people where to find us, please? Sure
2: <laughs> All right, y'all. So be sure to check us on our website at www.g. Oh, my God. ThechocolateMDs.com and our Gmail. Uh, feel free to send us your questions at thechocolateMDs at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And our handle is at TheChocolateMDS. So feel free to send us some questions or comments before our upcoming episodes so that we can feature you then.
1: I will also say, ladies and gents, so you guys will get on us later. We have one more episode to record in this season. And then we will be taking a summer break. Summer, summer, time. So, summertime. 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 So the next episode you guys are going to get from us will be the season two finale.
0: Yes. We'd be breaking. And on that
1: note, thanks
0: for listening. Bye, guys.
2: Bye, guys. Bye.